0: Hi. Welcome back to a show about something. This is Jennifer, your podcast host and overall amazing person. Um, My last episode was part one of a five-part series where I discuss relationships, specifically my relationship with my mom and you know some of you might be wondering like why is this relevant well a lot of us who are in my age range um, I don't know about you but I was born in 1981 and so I'm kind of on the cusp of like this weird range of like these Gen Gen Xers and Y's and Millennials and all that stuff so I'm kind of in this weird like age range where we're, we're sort of in the middle we're slightly more responsible than Millennials are viewed as but we're not as awesome I guess as the generation that came before me and we're in this weird place where like my mom in specific was a baby boomer and so dealing with that I think is really relevant and like having these opinions and insights about the types of relationships that we have with our parents um, I think can be reflected upon and finding out their history can really um, shed some light on the way that they are with you and how they raised you. Maybe you had great parents, you know, like I said before in my last podcast, if you did, this may not be the part of my podcast that you care to listen to. But if your spouse is is someone who did not have great parents and has strained relationships, this might help you to understand their relationships with their parents a little bit better or your friends even. Um, I have a lot of friends who had great relationships with their parents, and I can't even fathom it. Um, and to this day, my mom and I still have issues, and we actually joke about it. So, catching up, um, this is my mom, the early years. Last time we jumped in head first, and I just kind of gave like a general overview, and we discussed some things. Um about love and hate, um, I gave a brief history, and I talked a lot about how everyone loves my mom. Everyone loves my mom, so that will be a continuous theme throughout and you know, on the outside because for other people, my mom is like this fantastic person. and don 't get me wrong, my mom is fantastic i 'll keep saying that. and um, just to preface it, like I do love my mom very much, and we talk almost every day. Um, I won't go so far as to say she's my best friend, but I do have enough respect for her as, as my elder and as the person who raised me that I do, I do need to check in with her, you know? So I do, I do that. And actually after I recorded my last podcast, I talked with my mom on the phone for almost an hour, um, trying to get a little bit more insight and info about what I'm talking about. Um, I asked her a lot of questions. I think that she herself didn't necessarily want to address or talk about because towards the end of our conversation, there was a point where she was just done and she, you know, she respectfully told me so. And I, and I, I told her, you know, mom, tomorrow's not promised. And I do feel like having these conversations is important now because I don't know these things about you. And so I would like to, I would like to know you and I would like to remember you and know these things that created you. And I think, I think that really hit home for her. She was able to really understand why I'm doing what I'm doing and how it can affect my life and my kid's life. And I mean, my children's life, I have more than one child. And just in general, like the impact that it'll have, knowing these things and being able to really understand her better as a person. So I learned, my mom's view is that she was never, she was never wanted and that she never fit in. Um, I talked briefly about how when her parents died, her, her mom died. And I had the timeline off a little bit on that. I think I stated that she died. Her, she passed away when my mom was 13. My mom was actually 10 years old. And my mom told me that her mother passed away on January fifteenth, in 1955, which actually is 10 days before my mom's birthday. So my mom was 9 years old when her mom died. And it was literally in her birth month, 10 days before... She turned 10. And I, you know, I don't know that my mom recognized the significance of that now. Maybe when she was younger, she felt it. But when my mom told me that, I got chills. Like, how does a nine-year-old kid get through something like that? I just blew me away. So I learned something about my mom. You know, that was, that was something really important. And I, I don't think I ever really understood how important birthdays were for my mom. And I'm not sure that I ever got the message that they were important for me, but specifically that her birthday was significant, that she needed to feel celebrated because I would imagine at nine years old and then turning 10 and having your mom have just died, she probably didn't even get anything significant happening for her birthday because how could you feel happy? Like, how could you be excited about having a birthday when your mom just died? Like, that's just so raw and fresh you know I'm getting chills again just talking about it right now because I know if nine-year-old me had to like grieve the loss of my mom and then have like this momentous birthday of turning 10 I don't know that I would be able to cope with it even now I think about my mom dying and I still freak out so I don't think about it um you just sweep that right under the rug and we'll come back to that never I um, I I really was impacted by learning that information. So my mom and her sister were young, just so young when they lost their mom. And then after that whole ordeal, I don't know exactly how long it took, but they, my mom and her sister ended up being split up. And so that's a lot of turmoil and a lot of trauma, and I think oftentimes we consider trauma to be something that is experienced in war, you know, or in, in these horrific situations that we, you know, blow out of proportion, but then we have to bring it back down. Like trauma is different for everyone and people experience things differently. And so I saw this situation and I said, mom, that's a lot of trauma for someone so young to have experienced all at once. You lost your mom, you lost your dad because he was gone from the from your life and seemingly didn't care about you anymore. And then you were split up from your sister, the next person that you were closest to. So you essentially had your whole family life turned upside down. Like that is a significant amount of trauma for someone to go through at such a young age. And I think saying that to her, I could tell she was impacted by that as well. Like realizing it again or realizing it maybe even for the first time because nowadays if something like that happened to a child and they had access to resources we would be we would be providing resources mental health resources or some kind of resources to help that child deal with that trauma and back then right we're talking 1955 to 1960 these things just didn't exist and so it makes me think like perhaps a lot of our parents experienced these types of things and they never got to cope with those emotions and so you know maybe that's why they were so off with us or they didn't know how to be the right kind of parents or whatever it was um so my mom and her sister were split up I'm not exactly sure how long they were split up but it it seemed like they were passed around a little bit My mom was actually with the people that I know to be my grandparents and my aunts and uncles and and this whole part of our family. And it sounds like my aunt was actually living in Utah with some family from their father's side. And so I may have to have a conversation with my aunt and and get some insight about that because I I don't really know anything about that. But it does make me wonder, my aunt is, is very religious um, and had some interesting things happen to her, it sounds like. And I don't want to share any of that just yet because I'm not positive about the details. As my mom was sharing them, she herself said she wasn't completely sure. So they were separated for a long time. And I, I honestly think it's amazing that they were able to maintain a relationship, being so young and split apart, having all this turmoil. And it just makes me so sad for them like so sad that they had to live this life and thankfully we have the family that we have this huge extended family that was like of course we'll take these children you know of course we'll take care of these these beautiful babies who need love more than anything right now um but I'm coming to find out that you know I mentioned it before my mom had some issues where she was the youngest of my other aunts and the other girls were older, and I think some of them were already out of the house by the time my mom came to live with them. And my mom said that she had some moments where she actually realized she did not belong, or she did not fit in, as so she felt. And I see it a little bit differently. She specifically cited a time when she was 16 and wanted to get her her driver's permit or something along the lines of driving, and she had to have a parent or guardian sign the paperwork and my pa, my grandpa would not sign the paperwork for my mom because I guess he wasn't technically her legal guardian and didn't feel comfortable but at that time it wasn't the kind of wasn't the kind of thing where like anyone was going to be checking up to see, you know, if that was her real father or anything and I think he felt like he didn't want to be breaking the law. My grandfather was a military man. I, I believe he was actually in the army and seemed like a very by-the-book kind of guy, and so I understand why he wouldn't have, but I can also see how my mom would have taken that to mean that he wasn't really, you know, her father figure, or she really wasn't a part of the family, and my mom and I talked at length about that because I keep trying to convince her that she needs to forgive him, and she says that she has, but she often brings this particular incident up as the one that shook her, and so it, it makes me a little sad for my mom that she felt as though she didn't fit in because I never saw that growing up. I only ever saw the love that was between them all um, for a long time. Uh, until my grandmother and my grandfather were both gone, I didn't really ever see any of the, of the stress or turmoil that did exist. And uh, I, I just have a hard time like seeing eye to eye with my mom on some of that stuff especially with my grandfather with my grandmother not as much she was never a huge fan of me as I got older and so I could see how um she might be a little bit more hesitant but my grandfather if I have the family tree right my grandfather was actually the one who was related to my mom's mother my real grandmother and so I think there was a little bit more closeness there But moving on from that, um, you know, my mom had kind of like this love-hate relationship with her dad where she said she could tell that he loved her and her sister, but that he was never around. He never sent money. He never tried to take care of them. And she actually told me about how he would have like these, he had a lot of really fancy shoes and nice suits But he wouldn't send money to help take care of the girls and my grandmother i guess had commented about that and that stuck with my mom as being a reason that he didn't love her so this love hate relationship thing apparently is part of a cycle you know and i had always suspected that it might be but this is i feel like some evidence as to that and and it goes along with some of the abandonment stuff too like i always have like this abandonment in my life. And it stems from my relationship with my mother. And I almost think she's got the same thing. And so she just perpetuated that relationship in me and not in the same ways because my mom never truly abandoned me in the sense that I'm, you know, I didn't see her for years on end, but we went through some time where, you know, I definitely felt pushed aside and brushed aside and less important. And, and I think that that definitely is, is of that cycle and so we talk about abuse cycles in you know in the psychology world and trying to break cycles and all those things in mental health and with abuse but maybe it's not as big maybe it starts smaller there could be these small cycles or there's big cycles Um, I myself am struggling with breaking some cycles that have to do with my dad not my mom but maybe I need to consider that I am a part of a an abandonment abuse or like neglect or some kind of like mind trip cycle with my mother. I never considered that, and so I would love to hear feedback on that. Um, I will post my email in the uh, notes for this episode. But if you have any insight about these different types of cycles, abuse cycles, or neglect cycles, or emotional cycles that can be broken. Or that need to be broken or that exist. Or if you have any comments about that at all, I would love to hear about it. But I'm realizing right now as I'm as I'm talking through this podcast that I think that that exists for me and my mom and her, her dad. Um, possibly even with her mother, right? And she actually said that there was some blame there for her mother dying. That she blamed her dad. And I didn't quite understand that entire story because she kind of was upset when she was telling me about it. But it sounds like it's just... She knows it wasn't his fault, but she blames him. And it's a lot, you know, I'm learning so much about my mom and it's teaching me a lot about myself as well, you know. And at the end of the conversation that I had with my mother, you know, those few days ago, we were able to like really connect. And I think that. I think that for my relationship with her, it's going to be better now. And so I honestly would urge all of you to those of you who have a strained relationship with your parents to sit down or give them a call, like just talk to them, make sure you both have the time and just don't be distracted by anything else and just come from a place of peace and calm and desire to understand and to really want to connect with them. Don't come from a place of anger or, or hurt because you won't be able to hear them and what they have to say, and don't come from a point of, of selfishness either, you know. And I definitely called my mom and wanted to talk to her because I have feelings about all of these things as well, but I genuinely want to know where my mom comes from so that I can understand better why she did the things she did with me. And so it starts with her, and then it ends with me. And I think if you come from that place of love... Which sounds super corny, and if you know me, that is not at all how I behave. But I really tried this time, and I had to. It took a lot of effort. But my mom and I had a wonderful conversation, and she, you know, we talked about a lot of tough stuff. She genuinely apologized to me for the first time in my life about a lot of the things that have happened as a result of some of the decisions that she's made. And while she never intended for bad things to happen to me as a result of some of her choices, they did. Um, And so while it was never directly her fault, I think she, she saw that I needed to hear that from her and it it was really amazing. It was really great. Um, And I, you know, I'm I'm a very cynical person. I'm very sarcastic. I have a very dry sense of humor. I'm not, I'm not a happy go lucky, like God loving, God fearing person. I, I am, let's have some laughs and good times. Let's make fun of people. I often am very judgmental. And so this was, this was a very eye-opening and, and interesting experience. Um, I can't say that it'll keep happening, but I would urge all of you who have issues with your parents to, to honestly try and sit down and have a similar type conversation where you're open and able to listen. So that's kind of all I have for today. This is a little bit shorter of an episode. I apologize if there was any weird feedback while I was driving because I was driving while I was recording this. Um, Next week, I am going to be doing part three of this five-part series, and it gets a little more interesting. I'm going to delve into my mom and her marriages. And so watch out for Mom Says I Do, I Do, I Do, coming up soon. And if you are interested at all in recording your own podcast, I strongly encourage you to check out Anchor app. They will publish and distribute your podcast for you for free. All you have to do is give them a plug, just like this one. And my other favorite podcasting app is PodCoin, the app that pays you to listen to your favorite podcast or your least favorite. Or just check out some other podcasts. You know what? Turn on the podcast and don't even listen to the sound. I'm just kidding. That doesn't work. You have to actually try and listen to them. So until next time, thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye.